Welcome to another episode of Matt's Mindset Monday. Each week we focus on topics to help you master the three elements of growth and achievement, mindset, habits, and skill. The mastery in these three elements will take you anywhere you want to go in business and in life. So are you ready to change your life or hit the next level of personal and professional achievement? Join us live Mondays at 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern on my Club Growth Facebook group or catch our replays 24-7 on YouTube. Let's grow together. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Matt's Mindset Monday, and I'm super excited for today for a couple of reasons. Number one, we're going to try a slightly new format. We're going to turbo boost this thing, and we're going to go through about 45 minutes worth of content in about 15 or 20 minutes or less. So we're going to try to keep the same impact in terms of, of what we bring to you and value and just condense it down because we all know Mondays are a little crazy. Uh, so we're going to get you in, out, and knowledgeable as fast as possible. And today, I'm, I'm really excited to have Kellyanne Harris with me today. So she, I've been on her podcast. Um, you know, Obviously, we do a lot of leadership and business stuff together. And, and one of the things that that I absolutely love about Kelly is she has this really amazing ability uh, to align organizations to a really big vision. Uh, and when you run as many companies as she does, um, it's kind of a, a learned trait. So Kelly, I'll let you do a quick little introduction. Who are you um, and what do you do? It's as easy or as fast as you can, because I know you yeah, got yeah, yeah. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for having me. Um, big supporter. So I love trade back and forth. But anyways, Kelly and Harris live in Owensboro, Kentucky. I'm going to go really, really fast. I've been in real estate. This is 12 years. Um, was the number one agent in my town after three years, then scaled to a team. We've held that position um, for now, what, nine years, um, opened up the Keller Williams in Owensboro. Then uh, we opened up one in Elizabethtown, Kentucky, and um, run the uh, one in Eliz uh, Excel in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, Matt and I together have opened up nine locations together in what, three, four short years? I cannot even remember. Yeah, I think it's just like three and a half. Yeah, three and a half short years. We've opened up nine locations. Um, and have a property management company. I'm a mom of a 13-year-old boy who plays travel ball um, year-round and um, have a real estate portfolio now valuing $10 million. Um, so that's pretty exciting. That's been a huge goal of mine that I thought I wasn't going to hit till I was 45 and I'm 30. How old am I? Seven years old, be 38 next month. So do that. Uh, do a lot of nonprofit work. Just whatever it is to make an impact. So two title companies, the list. Yep. I think we did this as, as it was a OP of the year, by the way, in the Ohio Valley region. Uh, and as we were preparing for that, uh, I think it was I lost count after 26 different entities at, <laughs> at one point. And I added them up like two or three times. and was like, all right, this is too hard. We're just going 25 plus. That's what we'll say. So, yeah. uh, so, you know, obviously leading all these companies and some really big companies as well. Um, you know, what how have you worked on and developed your leadership? Because I know something we talked about, like you're, you're, you haven't always been this level of leader, right? So no. tell us what that journey has been like. Um, and I, I didn't even mention, we have the number one team 
in our region expansion team. And we did like 135 million last year of sales volume. Um, and we're over halfway there already this year. So um, that's exciting. And we're getting ready to rebrand ourselves. So watch out for that. But I think that, um, you know, we we call this um, KPA assessment um, in Keller Williams. And if you were verifying my track record since I was a young woman, um, you would see that I always would scale to some kind of leadership role, whether that was in my sorority, whether that was playing sports. Go tops, uh, what'd you say? Go tops. <laughs> yes, go tops. Whether that was um, doing community service, whether that was in my school, there was always something I was trying to be like that leader in something. So I was always a leader, I feel like, since my youth, but I don't think I had the leadership um, knowledge. Like, I feel like when I first got into real estate, I was very, um, I did come from management. I was an on-premise manager at the age of 21 uh, for Miller Light Girls um, and bar, <laughs> bars and restaurants. So I did have, I will say I did have a lot of leadership then, but I still think that that was more of like management mm -hmm. leadership, um, more like, not that I was a dictator, but it like when you're in those roles, it's more of a dictatorship, like you're in that position, they have to follow your lead, where when I got into building teams and building brokerages, it was more of what can I do for them and how can I empower them to have bigger lives so that that leadership kind of changed. Um, whenever I was in my 30s, because I think that the world kind of changed on um, the baby boomer era was more of that manager style. And then now that millennials got into the arena, I think that the the world changed on more of that pinnacle of success that John Maxwell talks about is like people follow you because of what you've done for them. Yeah, it's about going from that positional leader to that permission-based leader and, and results-oriented leader. And Five Levels of Leadership is the Maxwell book that she's referring to. Great read for anybody out there that, that's in a leadership or um, has aspirations to be in a leadership position. So Yeah, but I've always like done therapy, done counseling. Um, I go on retreats. I try to get in the room with other leaders. You know, leadership is very lonely. It's one of the most um, selfless, um it, it, it's a hard job and some days I go to bed I'm not lying and think what the heck am I doing this would be a lot easier if I wasn't leading anybody um because it is very thankless it's a very very and you cannot do it if if you are um a words of affirmation kind of person like I am that's my love language um you struggle in a leadership role because you do not get a lot of words of affirmation. You do occasionally, but not like you did whenever it was the world was just about you. And so I had to really work through that since that was a lot of my love language because it did become very, very lonely um, in those positions and still is lonely. So yeah, you know, especially with the, the amount of people that you're leading. And one of the things that I absolutely love um, that you do is is the ability to go out and cast a really big view, vision about the future. No matter how good the company is doing, there's always an evolution that is taking place and, and getting staff aligned and on board with the, with the vision can help 
when you're going through changes because people can be just as humans we're naturally reluctant to change so can you talk a little bit about how a vision has helped align staff you know whether it be in the brokerages or or any of your other businesses yeah so when there is no vision people will perish if y'all know that that's scripture um you have to have a vision i i will t i teach um teams that are building teams like they'll just start building teams and start putting people on their teams or in their organization and then they wonder why they attract a, a person that they eventually outgrow and it's because if they didn't jot down where they're going and people want to want to know where you're going and they want to see themselves in your world and it's as simple as an organizational chart. What does your organizational chart look like today? And what will it look like in five years or in 10 years? And then those people have to see where they can they can go that. Just like when you're coaching, let's talk about uh, Peyton Manning uh, football, you know, his football coach. I'm sure that his football coach has got this big vision of how far Peyton and can go with his career. And he's not going to go follow someone, a coach, that isn't going to take him to where he wants to go or the idea he has for them. So I think sometimes we just start businesses and we're just starting them because we're trying to fund our own life. <clears throat> but then we don't think about the people that are in them with us on where they can go with us. And, and you have to incentivize all your people and you have to show where, how far they can go or they're not going to care about growing your company. Yeah, it's all about building your Disney, right? That's something me and yeah. you talk a lot about. And it's it's validity uh, and vision. And that's the, uh, the validity gets you into the conversation. The vision attracts people and retains people. So, mm -hmm. so I love that. Um, now, when you're talking about a company as a whole, so that was leadership, right? But as a company as a whole, I think a big vision is really important so that the company can get all get on board and on the same path. Talk to us a little bit about what a, a vision can do for an organization as a whole. So Matt knows, cause he's been with me for a while <clears throat> and a lot of my people have been too. And my vision changes it, the vision of where we're going on to stay on top and to have successful businesses and to stay on top of the real estate industry that never changes how you get there. And the vision of how to run towards that vision is going to change several times because we are, you know, we're at the mercy of the market. And so sometimes when I change the vision or change the course, you know, um, my people will buck up against me. I mean, it's just normal um, because it's it's changed. But you as a visionary have to know to keep going. And, it, it, you know, I, I'm a big believer, like the Lord gave me these visions. The Lord gave me the way to figure out a path, how to make it. And so I've got to trust him and my gut on how to get there and then I've got to go reteach it to my people and exp and one thing that I've had to get better at is I can work up a lot of stuff in my brain but I'm not very good at articulating my message so sometimes I have to have people like my Matt Browns <laughs> my Gabrielles that help get what I'm thinking out and get it on paper because not everybody will take in the information that I say the way I project it out and so as a visionary, it's really important to make sure you have other people on your team with you on this ride to make sure that they articulate what you're thinking. Because I'm really good at saying the vision, but I'm not the executor. I've never been the executor. I just find really, really talented people that are better at executing than me. Um, and, and then I'll keep doing that vision. And we heard, uh, I was in Gary's 
Keller's room in Austin a few weeks ago and I sent it to Matt and I'm a wartime leader. So that's how I operate the best. And Matt is a peacemaker leader. He's really good at, at, at that role and I'm really good at the wartime. And so it's funny because like I, I am a like, that's the only way I know how to function. And so like, I got to figure out how to start businesses and freaking break them apart and tear them back up. And to some people that drives them nuts. So I think that's why I have so many companies, Matt, is because I know not all of them are in war all the time, but I can switch to which one is in war and I can go tackle that one. So and so for clarity, uh, you know, when when we talk about being in war, it's it's uh, it's about the evolution of the of the business and needing to change the path in order to due to whether it be a, uh, you know, the industry as a whole is changing or or a competitive model or, or something along those lines um, and being able to dive in and provide direction and big vision um, so that we get everybody executing outside their comfort zones. Because it's easy when when they when the economy in your particular industry, regardless of industry, whenever it's going really good, it's easy to just not dive into those details. And, and hey, everything's flowing good. You're setting records, you know, income's good. All these other key metrics that we follow are great. But a lot of times that maybe some little minute details are getting missed. And whenever you are forced to change, it's when you get to really step back, look at that, reevaluate, and then execute at, at a higher level. And I think that's something that you excel at. And the vision that you can bring communicated down to the executioner, uh, executors, excuse me, uh, to go through and put that throughout the whole organization is the key piece. And then and knowing and being in business with those people are you know a crucial part so i think you've done a great job of, of finding talent to help you communicate and execute the vision in, in multiple different companies not just me with the brokerages but in, you have that person in every in every single company yeah you got to know what you're really good at and you don't need a bunch of kelly ann's working together you need you need other people because it's just that's just the role that i play in these organizations and i can i'm a startup i can start up super fast but I can't maintain, I'm not a maintainer. That's not who I am. And I'm not gonna, you know, that's, I think it's really important to figure out who you are in the business and zone in on that level of genius with you because there, and I don't ever wanna be in business and be the smartest person in the room. I wanna be in business with a bunch of smart people <laughs> that are smarter than me. This is just what I'm talented in. And I'm gonna go find other people that are more talented than me in these other avenues. I love that. And speaking of change, um, tell us a little. So whenever you're you're feeling that a company needs to go a different direction, um, tell us a little bit about kind of what do you do to develop that, uh, you know, that feeling or if you will, or how do you do you get away? What, what do you do whenever you're developing a new vision for a company? So, um, you know, I can feel it. I can I'll get out of whack. I get um, a little unhappy, a little grumpy, a little on edge, Matt knows. Um, I'm like, you know, like it just kind of happens. <laughs> and I'm like, hold up, Kelly, like you were out of whack. Something doesn't feel right. Something's not going right. So I usually just get out of town. I'm usually by myself. I don't like to be with anyone that are on any of my teams. Um, in the beginning, I thought I was hurting people's feelings, but it's just what I got to do. I got to get away. I got to be by myself. I got to have those moments and be like either in rooms with people that are thinking bigger than me or just like on a hike or on the beach or somewhere by myself. 
I feel like that that is where I have, um, you know, and where the Lord talks to me or my soul talks to me or, you know, my mind does. And I start having clarity around where I need to go when I'm here and I'm in the day-to-day grind, I cannot see through the forest. Um, so I have to get away to get that helicopter view, kind of to think of what my next action step is on where to go. So, um, if you follow me, I'm a big traveler. Um, and, um, for a long time as a leader, I felt guilty about being away from my office, um, and to be away from my people. But what I've learned is I'm more creative when I have more brain space on my calendar than a full space. And so, I can get more, you can get more work and more creativity out of me with less time on task on the working in the business. And so I think like something I've really focused on uh, this year is now I have Thursday and Fridays or just whatever I want to do, whether that's think about an next retreat I'm planning. It's not that I'm not working. It's just time where I can be creative because my creative brain is like what really empowers myself and empowers other people. And I owe it to myself to spend those two days doing what I do best. And that's like forward thinking. So I do three days. I work in the business. And then those two days I work um, on the business or I just take some time with my kid or myself or and I don't do nothing because I might need a break. So oh, that. That's funny you bring that up because that's something me and, and you and, and my coach, um, Terry, were working on a couple of months back. She's like, your calendar's too full. Like you, mm-hmm. you, got, you go back to back to back to back to back meetings, like when's your thinking and planning time? And usually it's late at night um, or on the weekends previously. Um, so time blocking that into the schedule and, and front loading the week um, is something that I've been adopting. And just in the last two months, I've seen a huge change in my productivity because now it's not I'm not only creating, you know, the execution pieces and the plans late at night when I'm tired and my energy isn't good. I have it spaced throughout the day so the, and throughout the week to ensure that I always have time to go execute the most important things. So that's good. Yeah. Cool. And I, I do that with my people too. Like if they need a break, let them go take a break. Unless we're like super behind on a project and we have a deadline for a project, I'm usually very laid back about, you know, get out of here. I can yeah. feel it. I think I've had that conversation with you many of times. <laughs> <laughs> I've been kicked out of the office a time or two. Like, hey, just go home. Go spend some time with you, <laughs> which is awesome. Like, but that's that's right. Because you got to get refueled. Even as a leader, you have to get refueled, right? And, you know, mm-hmm. the candle when it's burning from both ends, you know, eventually meets and then there's nothing left. So if you're not if you're not pouring into yourself and working on yourself, not only from a learning standpoint, but from a relaxation and a, a retreat away standpoint, then, you know, you're probably not operating at optimal levels. So. Um, yeah. You mentioned something. I want to talk, touch base on this. The last question is, if somebody is having a hard time developing, you know, their Disney, their, their, their vision for the future, what do they do? And I think you said something, I just want you to touch base on one more time. You get out of town, but most importantly, you get in other rooms with people yeah. who are where you're wanting to go. So can you touch base on the importance of being learning based and, and getting in other rooms really quick before we wrap up? Yeah, I think too, um, it's funny, my coach and I were talking about this, like, I think people are too cheap when it comes to this kind of stuff. And sometimes those rooms, you can't put a value on. And we, um, it's funny, we'll spend money on this, like we'll spend money on a vacation, we'll spend money on some kind of material thing, but yet we won't drop 
a thousand or two thousand dollars to go be in a room with people doing it bigger than us and being in that room could quadruple our business <laughs> but we we think about how much things cost um and so then we that limits us from getting in those rooms because we want to be cheap and i don't know if you can put a value on that like that is something i work into my budget like i'm going to go be in those rooms even if it costs me $10,000 to be in that room because that $10,000 could take my businesses and double them. It will. I have seen it happen time and time and time. And it's just something about being in those, in those arenas with those people that just, I just, it's not that the people that I work with every day don't get me there. My job as a leader is to get in those rooms so I can help the people that I work with every day. Like, I know the girls on my team, Amber, she's like, will you leave again? Go get, go. Like they love get it. That ceiling off, right? Like get yes. the ceiling off it and just be able to well, have limitless possibilities. So, well, they have like all these goals and all these ambitions and they want to get financially where they want to go. And the only way they get there is if the company grows. So for me as a leader, I got to go get in those rooms so I can figure out how to get the company to grow so they can achieve what they want to achieve. I love that. I love that. I could sit here and talk to you about this for days and I'm in a fortunate position that I get to talk to you about this every day. So I know our audience there, you know, there's a hundred comments already. I feel like um, Chaney, yes, we'd be more than glad to talk to you about this at any given time. Just get a hold of me. We'll schedule something. Everyone else. Um, thank you for turning in Kelly. Thank you for sharing um, in a very compacted but powerful message the importance of vision and, and how you get there. So I think the key takeaway is if you don't have a vision for where your company's going or, or the company you want to launch exactly how to get there, go build your Disney and start with the organizational chart, but don't in there. Talk about where you want to go, key metrics, and talk three to five years out because people often overestimate what they can do in one year and underestimate in what they can do in three to five. And I got one thing to end and I got to yeah. get to closing myself, but don't be afraid if, if you are having a hard time with that vision, partnerships. Partnerships can be very, very powerful if you are the right person partner for someone and you find the right partner. I mean, Matt and I's partnerships, if it wasn't for Matt and I being partners, the partnership, the companies wouldn't be where they are today. And so partnerships with the right people can be super impactful and you should want a bigger pie and not all the pie. <laughs> so I'd much rather have a big pie with a small portion than a small pie with all of, it, all of it. And I think sometimes we get reluctant to going into partnership with people when partnership can amplify all of us because we don't do all things like we're not good at everything. So. And take personality types and key skills into account when creating those partnerships don't be in don't you know partnership of two alike people will never go as far as as opposites because you like you said visionary executioner things like that so go yeah. go pay attention to who what your strengths are and then go hire people that are better than you in other areas so yep. thank I you yeah no love that appreciate it we'll see y'all next week uh for matt's mindset monday thanks matt see you kelly Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Matt's Mindset Monday. 
Join us again next week as we continue our journey of personal and professional development by learning the mindset, habits, and skills to reach our full potential.